0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Segment Podcast. Veterans Day is tomorrow, and so thank you so much for all of those who have served our country in the past and are serving our country today in the present. We thank you for your service. Really appreciate it. This episode is dedicated to you. Today, my two special guests are from the United States Army and the United States Marine Corps. From the Army, we have Jacob Cruz. He is the inventor of EVA, Expeditionary Veterans Association. And we have Isaiah Bernstein with the United States Marine Corps, and he is with Trail Dogs MTV. Both gentlemen talk about their experience in the military, um, being deployed to Iraq, A little bit about the firefights that they were in and coming home with PTSD. And most importantly, guys, breaking down the barriers around getting help for PTSD. One of those tools includes the mountain bike. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. It gets a little deep in some sections, but um, all for the good of folks who may need some help. Really breaking down those barriers. We'll see you guys on the other side. You! All right, we are live. I am just going to give it a few seconds to get some people on board here. Um, Folks, my my guests today are two veterans in the mountain biking community. And both of these guys are just outstanding individuals. Um, I don't want to ruin it by saying any more than that. So I'm going to bring them on up. First, we have Isaiah from Trail Dogs. How are you, Isaiah? Thanks for coming out tonight.
1: Of course. How are you doing, Mark?
0: And we have Jacob Cruz with EVA, Expeditionary Veteran Association. Thank you, Jacob, for coming out tonight, buddy.
2: Thanks for the invite.
0: So I uh, wanted to have you guys on. First of all, thank you both for your service. I know Isaiah, the Marines, active duty. And Jacob, you are Army. And uh, both of you guys have seen combat. And I know that you guys um, suffer from, had suffered from PTSD or still deal with Some PTSD. So, we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. But um, uh, for the folks who don't know you guys, um, let's go ahead and just do a quick little introduction. Isaiah, you want to tell the folks out there a little bit about who you are and about Trail Dogs MTB?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm Isaiah. Um, I am with Trail Dogs MTB. Uh, My brother and two of our friends um, ride pretty much every week together um, and trail build. Um, I've been in the Marine Corps for about six years now and have moved five different times within that six years. So mm. uh Marine Corps keeps me moving and uh keeps me on my toes. Um I've deployed once and they called the second one a deployment, but it was just the border mission. So mm.
0: and you were you were in Iraq, right? Is that where you were deployed to in one of those yeah. missions?
1: Yeah I was I was deployed to Iraq for nine ish months. It was more like nine ten months. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, thanks again for your service and thanks for being here tonight, Isaiah. I really appreciate it. Um, Jacob, tell the folks a little bit about you who you are, introduce yourself, and what is EVA?
2: Good evening, everybody. That's my uh, intro to every YouTube video I have. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my name is Jacob Cruz, I'm with Expeditionary Veterans Association. It's uh, my organization where we provide recreational therapy via. Uh, mountain biking for PTSD. Uh, We've been around San Diego County for going on six years. And I just moved up to Marietta. So now we're expanding. Um, And we also have a guy in another Marine vet who's in Oregon. So we're slowly expanding to different states. But uh, I'm one of the old guys. I'm 40 years old. And I was in the army in 2000 to 2004. Uh, deployed to Iraq in 2003 for OIF 1 for the initial push um, where shit hit the fan and uh, did a 10 month uh, stint before I got out in uh, uh, March 2004. And uh, 20 years later, or how many years later? About 18, 17 years later, I still got PTSD. So, yeah, it's one of those things that stays with you. But, yeah, I'm doing well, and trying to share the. Share the news and wealth of mountain biking and PTSD.
0: Yeah, I was reading up a little bit. I know you have a Facebook group and a website, and um, EVA is is a great organization. I mean, you are you know always kind of dancing around with the PTSD, and you're also helping other folks that are coming out of the military who suffer from PTSD. Why don't, can you share a little bit about how you do that? I think that's really really cool.
2: Um, uh, so when we started six years ago, um. I was kind of already into the uh, the helping vets through uh with PTSD. Um I used to fix up or I used to build military tribute vehicles and we used to um host car shows and get uh I guess raise money uh to help homeless vets. Still a thing with PTSD and uh my my partner um who was another Navy vet uh two purple hearts at you.
0: Um he goes Go Navy right there.
2: <laughs> he was a recon <laughs> foreman, so uh, I'm pretty sure you guys can uh, appreciate that. You, um, Marines. But he moved to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, so um, I didn't want to run the organization by myself, so I broke off and started EVA. And um, everything kind of started with word of mouth. The sponsors trickled down. The support trickled down. And I already knew, knew how to uh, market um, for support. And word of mouth just spread like wildfire. And before you know it, we had anywhere from five to 30 plus vets, active, active duty guys riding with us. And, uh, what's the story from there? And we're here now and still six years later, we're still going.
0: That's awesome. There is a lot to be said about just getting out, you know, and getting in the great outdoors, um, jumping on that bike, get the adrenaline going, get all the juices flowing. Um, Isaiah, when when you first came back, from your deployments how did you get into mountain biking
1: Yeah, so um got back in 2018 i believe uh, march and as soon as i got back um i really didn't have much time to reintegrate with society um so i got back and 10 days later um i snapped my leg uh snapped my fibula cracked my tibia and uh, got a, yeah got a. Uh, eight screws and retaining wire. So I was off of it for a little bit. And then, um, they, uh, I had to run a combat fitness test, um, cause it was that time of the year. And then I ran that. And I was like, you know, this is too much for me. I can't work out. Um, I was actually, I lost 50, around 50 pounds <clears throat> after the break. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was just getting down and just like unmotivated. And, um, we moved back to, uh, Yuma, Arizona at that time. And I was just like, I, I don't know what to do. I, I can't work out. I can't run. I can't lift weights. Like I'm basically on a little scooter riding around. Um, so then my brother actually got me into mountain biking. And he's like, hey, come come mountain bike with us. And he uh, convinced me to buy a $100 Diamondback with some knee uh, brakes Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was hitting the trails with that. And then um, I, I realized quickly that it was... It was helping the anxiety, um, and I didn't know what it was at that point. I just knew that it was making me feel better. It was mm-hmm. making me uh, be able to think. Um, and then further on down the road, I started upgrading and upgrading, upgraded to a giant, uh, giant talent and stance and trance, and it just uh, went up from there. Started riding probably about every day, and. Um, yeah, so it, it started helping a lot, and uh, back then I didn't know uh, what PTSD was, and I knew it had a word, but I didn't know the meaning fully, mm-hmm. and uh, I just started getting panic attacks a lot, and mm. I thought that it was something wrong with my heart, because um, shortly after I broke my leg, uh, I had a Tylenol allergy, so I broke out all of my body, so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, probably that, uh, probably something going wrong with me, and then ended up going to the hospital probably about eight times, um, eight different times just going there like, hey, something's wrong with my heart and I don't know what it is. Um, it feels like it's going to explode or like stop. So, um, eventually somebody sat me down and was like, hey, like talk to me through what you're feeling. Like what, where did this start? Like did it just start randomly? I was like, well, this and they're like, well, okay, let's, let's explore that. And then they sent me to a psychologist and that's when um, they put a more of a a label on it (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. because I knew what I felt, but I didn't know what it was I couldn't help it at all. Um, Wow. So they then diagnosed me with uh, chronic PTSD and severe anxiety.
0: Wow. Did when you were when you were diagnosed with that, was that something that was kind of a welcome diagnosis or was that um, I mean, how did you feel?
1: I didn't like it. For, for a lot of reasons, um, there was a, a big stigma, um, with like PTSD. Um, it's not really talked about in the military that much. Hmm. Um, it's talked about of like the extreme, um, cases of like, well, this person went out and did this because of PTSD and not hmm. the other part of like, well, they just shut down in, in public scenarios and they, um, act this way or just can't function, uh, hmm. because of it,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: So the stigma for me was like, well, I'm not going to go out and do anything because of this. Like, I'm not going to be harmful to society. Um, And that's the stigma around all the movies that have PTSD
2: Mm -hmm. uh, or majority
1: of movies that have PTSD. It's all um, bad. So I heard that and I was like, well, PTSD doesn't really fit. And then uh, I started going with my psychologist and psychiatrist down that road of like, well, what does it look like? And and how can we go from there? So yeah, definitely welcomed at first.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, there definitely is a stigma around, you know, all that mental health. It's just something that's so invisible that people may not understand. But I mean, you're really going through something. And um, yeah, part of the reason why I was hoping to have you guys on tonight was uh, if we could break down a few of those barriers behind the stigma would be great. So Um, Jacob, how about you as far as, um, you know, when you came back from, from service and when were you diagnosed with PTSD?
2: Um, I think it was three years after I got out, I got out in 2004. Um, in 2003 is when I, like I said, I was in Iraq, the initial push and it took a while, um, you know, getting in trouble with the job I have. That I had at the time um, to kind of figure out, hey, there's, there's something not clicking with me. And then I guess three years later, I finally went to the VA and um, they pretty much in a nutshell should, said I had PTSD. Um, it's one of those things where as a vet, um, you know there's something wrong with you, but you don't want to address the situation because uh, how the public sees you. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time I considered myself like, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, or like the Hulk, you know, one mm-hmm. you, all of a sudden you like change, change faces real quick. You mm-hmm. um, never, with PTSD and the treatment that uh, the VA provided, that in between is what I was missing. You know, the mm-hmm. in-between treatment. So not to go extreme, but um, the public just, they know more about veterans killing themselves and suicide and suicide by cop and you hear the bad you never mm-hmm. hear anything before then like um the recovery process and um for me a lot of people say oh it's one of those things it's just a disease it can be cured this thing sticks sticks with you forever um mm-hmm. it's just how you deal with it mm-hmm. and uh, mountain biking um helped a lot and i used to mountain bike when i was in a. Uh, In high school, my father and I, well, my my father, he's also a 100% disabled uh, Marine. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he he did his Uh, Happy birthday. I'm one of those guys I could have been him, you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the delinquent child, you know? Um, (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But I went to the army and uh, I stopped mountain biking. He was a, a road, Brody, I guess you call him. Um, So him and I used to do it a lot in in Hawaii. And then I stopped for a very long time and picked it up. Uh, I would say about six years ago when I started EVA, I started mountain biking because of my job at the time. And then it just clicked like, okay, this is good treatment. So now uh, my wife, she's like, she knows Sundays are my days. She will not mess with me uh or any other day that I'm off, she's she's like, yo, you need to go. So when my when she sees me turn drop uh Mr. Hyde, she's like, go ride your bike. Go do something. So um yeah. it's uh I would say it's a gateway drug. <laughs> 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 That's
1: a good way to put it. Where'd all my money go? I feel great. Illegal gateway drug. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And folks, if you if you're uh if you're looking at this on the YouTube broadcast, you can see all the bikes there behind Jacob. Uh, that's that's a lot of bikes and tires, but there's a lot of heart behind those bikes. You know, um Jacob was telling Isaiah and I backstage that he actually, you know, those aren't always all just for him. Um, part of the thing that EVA does is they catch veterans that may be suffering from PTSD. Maybe they don't know it, or maybe they do. And Jacob and his crew gets them outside, gets them outdoors. And a lot of times these guys don't have a bike. So Jacob loans one of those bikes back there and gets them on the bikes, gets them out on the trails and gets them hooked. Um, Jacob, what were you saying? Um, since you started this, you probably have taken, was it, was it almost 200 folks out or yeah,
2: it's, uh, by my numbers, it's like, it's 176, give or take five um, since six for the past six years. Um, a lot of the newer guys don't know any of the older guys. Cause like I said, it's just to get these guys starting and whether they want to come ride with us every Sunday or every Saturday that's on them. But the whole point is to get them, give them that outlet. So once they have that outlet, then, you know, sky's the limit, go explore on your own, but that's the whole purpose. So they find something, uh, they can enjoy and, uh, something they can be able to clear their mind about.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's great that you do that. That's, it's funny that when, um, you guys find my mountain biking or anybody, when they find mountain biking and you're just, it's just you and the bike and the trail, there really is, um. I don't know if it's a cleansing or if it's like a meditation, but there's something about pedaling and the rhythm and the sound of your voice and the sound of the tires. That's just so therapeutic. Um, so, and being outside, being outside and the camaraderie, um, I've seen I've seen on social media when EVA shows up to a spot, man. You guys roll deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. That's very We're,
2: cool. We might get some COVID complaints too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good.
0: <laughs> Haley Bernstein says, Thank you, Jacob, for sharing your vulnerability with us. Breaking down stigmas and building each other up is always and will always be honorable. That's awesome. Thank
1: you. Man. Thank you.
0: Trail Dogs MTB, that's a lot of bikes. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: this must be Aaron, Trail Dogs, or Nate. Uh, your wife must really love you. And Bullseye Foul says, How come I can't find it on YouTube on the TV? I am not, I'm not sure why. It should be, should be on there. Um, but thank you for being on. Um, so talking a little bit more about the PTSD. So You know, you guys have been dealing with PTSD for a while. Can you kind of educate us a little bit who, you know, we've heard it. Obviously, we've heard the extreme stories and things like that. But, you know, help us understand what it is, because from what I understand, it could be, you could be, it could be a traumatic event, like a car accident. It could be something that you experienced in the military. Maybe you were abused as a child um, by a family member or something like that. But, you know, what, what is
2: this thing? (laughs) yeah who's right yeah (laughs) Um, it's it's such a broad explanation um it's very different for each person but i can almost guarantee anybody who's ever been uh in the shits under fire in iraq um in hostile territory where you had to protect yourself and others um we're all on the same mindset on that uh for me um briefly uh i've been in three shootouts um uh in iraq um one big one uh that pretty much hit the fan uh, one of my buddies also he uh crashed uh mm-hmm. doing a transport um that one hit home because he was also he uh, was a good friend of mine from hawaii and uh he was probably the closest friend i had when i was in iraq uh, he was a, um, a senior NCO, so me being a bucky for going to a senior NCO's tent just to eat and chill and cuss and, and shoot the shit the whole time, that hit home. Um, hmm. And then, because uh, my job was field artillery, so of course everything we, uh, we shot out, as soon as we went forward, we seen the devastation of what we did, that was dead bodies. Um, to people crying, to buildings still burning, broken up. Um, Mm. So for me, it took a long time to kind of cope with it, even after I got out, because there's things called flashbacks. I still get them. Um, There's a reason why I don't like driving at night. Uh, The same thing across the board loud, loud, uh, impact kind of shooting. I don't even know how to explain it. just loud sounds, just quick, rapid fire kind of uh different sounds that are un- unusual to yourself that'll make mm. you like think twice and be really nervous. But mm. for me, it I'm still numb, not as numb as I used to be um when I got out, but with the mm. treatment that I that the VA provided, um I can I have feelings now, so to say. Mm. I hate this may sound so bad, but you know, now I can smile. Now I can actually talk to people. I'm still nervous around groups. I'm still nervous about driving, going in under overpasses, objects on the side of the road, um, strange people. And I hate to be that person, but you know, people of uh, Arabic descent, it still trips me out. Um, it's one of those things, even my wife, when somebody from um, uh, Arabic descent comes into the building, she's like, like, she, she makes sure she looks at me and makes sure I'm okay with, mm. you know, the situation. And now I can say I'm okay. Um, but before, I was just like, I would check out mm. real quick, meaning uh, I can't be in that area. So it, it-, it took a lot, a lot to uh, to get mm. used to, I guess, civilian life and how it wasn't a threat being that overseas was. Mm.
0: Do they give you guys a little bit of time when you guys come back? Or, or, or is... I mean, I don't know how any of that works.
1: Um, For the the military, you get 2.5 days a month. Um, And so the nine months you're over there, obviously you can't use them. So you uh, use them afterwards, and it's up to the command discretion. It's not like, all right, have a month off or whatever. It's more of like, all right, you earned this amount of time. Go take your combat leave.
0: Mm, Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. So... Not a whole bunch of uh, transition to, to get back and acclimated to civilian life. No. That's uh, especially after seeing a bunch of that, those things. And I, I, I was reading with PTSD, you know, a lot of that, there's the trauma of the events. Then there's like uh, the guilt from what may have happened there. Then there's all kinds of triggers, you know. Um, I was reading that some people, when they go into a restaurants, they actually have to go in and sit with their back against the back wall so they could see everybody coming in and out. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of heavy stuff. Um, and Isaiah, s- same with you. Similar type of feelings with things, or
1: yeah. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of different stuff like drones are implemented now into a lot of the warfare. So um, drones, even it was, as soon as I got back, it was like a different thing i was like i hear it and i know it's not like here to attack (laughs) but it's still that sound and it's sound it's feelings it's um there's a good uh good book called left of bang and it explains like the feeling you get that you know something's going to happen um Mm -hmm. that also causes um just anxiety in situations as well as Mm -hmm. well as if somebody like grabs you like fast and you don't know they're back there it's just just different things that that cause it
0: a lot of different triggers that they kind of can send yeah. you guys back to a certain t- time or a feeling or um yeah. at what point so you, maybe this is more for you jacob you know i know isaiah was able to get in and and seek some some help with a psychiatrist psychologist were were you at a point too where they had decided, or did you seek somebody? And if you did, was there a stigma that you had to overcome to, to see a professional?
2: So once I, once the VA pretty much told me I had PTSD and it was addressed, um, it took a while to, for me personally to, you know, accept that, um, Mm -hmm. they do set you up, they do their best to set you up with, um, different therapy groups or therapy sessions. Um, For me, everybody's different because I just like one on one um, sessions with my therapist. But even then, um, their whole job is to dig into your brain to see what triggers um, see what triggers you so they can, you know, assist you and figure out how to help you um, in different avenues of your of your treatment. And uh, that's the hardest part because some of us and I still haven't fully opened up about everything um, to my um, my therapist because there's that tick. As soon as they ask us, ask a certain thing about mm-hmm. a certain event, it you can't you can't talk about it. And you start breaking down, you start crying. And, it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. You, it's either you do or you don't. And that's why I say it's a long process. Mm-hmm. If, even if you can recover from it, if it's even doable to uh, even speak about it. And then you have groups that um, they offer, you know, group participation, group therapy sessions. And for me, I can't, because um, even though we're all veterans or active duty, I don't want to hear um, other people's problems, because mm-hmm. even though they say it, it, it'll help you reflect on um, your treatment, for me, it just, it's not the same, like, different jobs and, and different scenarios in the military aren't always going to be the same. And so trying to relate to somebody else's problems is, is harder to listen to them than it is trying to actually express yourself to the therapist. So for me, it's all one-on-one session.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, especially if they're in a, the same branch, but maybe had a different job. So it's really hard to relate because it's hard to put yourself in the same shoes that makes total sense. Yeah, and I would um, say
1: even like uh, even civilians or like people that don't understand the same thing, they're like, "Oh yeah, I have anxiety too," or "Oh yeah, I think I have PTSD as well." And it's like it's not the same. Like he was saying, it's it's not the same. Um, so when people come up to you and say, "Oh, I have anxiety too," it's like, but you d- you don't understand. <laughs> it's yeah. it's not the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 You guys. You guys were serving the country, and it put you guys into some pretty dangerous situations. Um, And us in the civilian world, we're grateful for that. It'll be hard for us to ever understand what that was like. Um, um, Speaking of, here's uh, from the civilian world here. Haley says, as a military wife, I know how it is to do our best to be supportive and loving to our husbands who have done their duty. You don't do it for for our thanks, but you will always have our utmost respect. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, Lewis Aragon says, in the latest e- EVA videos, Jacob seems to be riding an electric bike. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have an impediment with his legs? <laughs>
2: so, uh, Way to yeah. the there, Mr. Lewis. Oh. That was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Jacob, you want to take that one? <laughs> uh, Lewis, Luis has been giving me crap since I got my e-bike. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Being the leader of the group, so I would say it's beneficial, but it sucks always trying to exert your full energy to stay in front of the freaking group the whole time, since you're the trail guy, and then you look like an idiot when you're falling back. My <laughs> 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 excuse is, hey, no man left behind, but at the same time, I'm like, shit, I gotta, you know, catch my breath and I got cramps and everything hurts. So yeah, when uh, Isaiah and the trail dogs hosted a hold the crooks, is the first day I brought out my e bike and everyone's like, what the. Fuck? fuck. Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm dead serious. I get injections in my knees and my back and my shoulders are jacked up and like, yeah, it's not happening. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> done. My body is like, totally done. So ever since that day, everybody's been giving me shit. And when I pass them, they're like, fuck you, Jacob. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Hey, uh, drive on, get you a an bike, and you'll see. You'll see the fun of it. Right? Uh, I'm jealous of that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Bullseye foul says, "Don't get jelly, Louise." <laughs> uh, Aaron McEldery says, "I appreciate you and thank you for allowing me to join your group rides."
2: You're welcome.
0: We got, uh, here we go. Aaron, all is forgiven with the toe strap. <laughs> <Yep>.
2: <laughs> so, uh, on the toe strap thing, I don't, I don't think that was, uh, any better because we had a brand new EVA guy come out with us. I think he's been on like three rides and this was the third yeah. one in. I forgot that, you know, even though you're pulling that person, his pedal still got to go. and. <laughs> While I'm doing it, he's still trying to keep up with his legs. And like, happy the hill, He's like, no, I'm good, man. I'll pull the rest of the way. So I'm like, oh, "Yeah, so what? You know, damn if you do, damn if you don't.
0: Right. <laughs> Can't keep them all happy. But at least he's happy for a little while. <laughs> uh, you guys are making some great impact. Here we go. Dirt Turner, not privileged, says, writing with Jacob is a good thing. I thank him for inviting me. Thank you, sir. That's great. That's great. That's, that's funny. So, okay. So you guys do group rides pretty much every weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, is it common for, for EVA and trail dogs to do them together or has just been kind of happening here recently?
2: We've been like three rides together already. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing with EVA is, um, like I said, I originally was living in San Diego for nine years. Um, and most of our rides are in San Diego County. Um, up until like two years ago, maybe three, we started doing every other week um, an in county or out of county. So um, when we did our out of county rides, uh, Isaiah and his group um, were able to do a trail, um, I guess a trail guide for their trails up here. So it's it's worked out since he knows he's from up here, Riverside area. So he knows mm-hmm. a lot of the trails up here. Um, so yeah, every other week we'll do an in-county San Diego in-county ride, and the opposing week will be out-of-county. So it could be anywhere from freaking Marietta to Mount Wilson up north in the San Bernardino area. So yeah,
0: yeah, that is great, and and uh, the more impact you you guys have, the more the more ground you cover. You know, you're yeah. gonna meet so many more people along the way. Um, I know you had taken about 176 vets out on, on the bike, but as far as the group EVA, how, how how big has it grown in the last six years?
2: You know, I'm not a statistician, but I mean, I play everything by word of mouth and what I see coming on the trail. Um, I get a lot of emails from guys even across the nation um, on the other side. um, asking like, how can they be involved or how to, cause we, I have a lot of sponsors and which is, it helps a lot to get these guys. So they're not spending a lot of money on trying to get a bike. So, yeah. um, I just hear it through social media, um, friends that ride with me. Hey, so-and-so I just met this guy, hey, he's a vet or he's an active duty and he wants to get him, he wants to start mountain biking. Cause he's seen, uh, I, I, he's, he's seen me hashtag him. On any one of our uh, IG or Facebook postings, and then it just it just continues to trickle. So I never keep numbers. I just know that every weekend somebody's going to show up. It's sometimes it's never going to be the same person because not everybody has Saturdays or Sundays off. Mm-hmm. So by week, I, I might yeah. have a, like a midday uh, or midweek day off, and that person who can't come on the weekends ends up coming for like a two or three person ride in the middle of the week. So it it's just continuous. Um, this past weekend I was at in the hospital, so I wasn't able to host a ride. But um, the guys down in San Diego, there was a whole bunch of them that went riding, anyways. So it's self, you know, self reliance. It, it, it can these guys they seen the trails um, that that I ride, and um, I do on my off days, I'll go explore uh, different trails that I've never ridden, just for future EVA rides. And these guys have a, like a running joke. Like how in the hell do you know all these freaking trails (laughs) even work? I'm like, yeah, I work. But you know, on my days off, I'm not going to stay home. So, um, I I go explore. So these guys, uh, if I'm not able to ride or host a ride, at least they know their local trails is there. They, they never knew about it before. And even on the trail dog guys, I mean, these guys, ride, Damn near all, all all throughout the week. So they can always pick them up and there's always something going on in Riverside or wherever they're riding,
0: Yeah, those boys are real active. Uh, It's always great to see them, too. You see it on social media. It's just like, oh, man, I got to get on the bike. I got to get – you know, they're always motivating. (laughs) And uh, EVA is – say that again, Isaiah.
1: Oh, yeah. There's always new trails, and there's always, like, places we haven't explored. And even, like, um, us as trail dogs, we've been digging up trails, too, and making jump lines and making different trails to just – Get out there and make it exactly how we envision it. So it's it's good. There's always new trails.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Our Bullseye Fowl says I'm getting I'm getting one next. Jacob picks the best <laughs> rides all over SD and abroad. I wouldn't have seen half of the trails I've seen without his great planning. So there you go.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> uh,
0: Dirt Turner's not privileged says Jacob. Be glad to clinic you getting air. We will start with the street curb. Just keep your cheater e-bike in the garage. <laughs> uh, see? <laughs> Getting a lot of love on that e-bike there, Jacob. So, so, sees-
2: <laughs> um, so uh Dirt Turner, he works with me. Um, but that guy is an old school downhill enduro guy. He used to race and he's still badass on the trails. Dang. And he's 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 an old timer and he he's he's yoked, but you would think that he ain't a mountain biker he'll smoke you up the hills and down the hills and still be your friend in the end.
0: <laughs> nice. And I'm assuming by his message there, he's not on e-bike. No, no. Damn.
2: And he has more broken bones than I do, which is a damn shame, but <laughs> <least> they're on. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Uh, Brian C says, I'm honored to ride with Jacob, AKA captain beeline yeah. and his EVA team. Love you, buddy. What What is captain beeline? There's gotta A-line, be a story A-line behind. It me. means
2: you're gonna jump everything, beeline, and you're like, not fuck that up and go around it. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh,
0: Edwin, here's one of the trail dogs. Here, Are we ride in tomorrow. Yeah. Point.
1: I'm, I'm gonna try. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, you know, setting up the show. I was. Um, texting back and forth with Isaiah last night and come to find out he's in the ER. <laughs> he's like, I'm in the ER, but I got to go. They're going to take my x-ray right now. I'm like, wait, what's going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bring your phone with you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then
0: the video was released later though. The, the one hander on that jump.
1: Yeah. I just didn't, I don't know what happened on that one hander. I just didn't land right. Obviously. <laughs> but you know, through Eva got, got a good helmet. That's <laughs> a new protection, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, this could be a great. This could be a great place to to plug some of the sponsors. Obviously, it's it's you guys are doing some wonderful things and giving back to the community. You know, mountain biking, the culture. It it's very inclusive. It's diverse. Everybody is always nice when you go out on the trails. Um, so, you know, Jacob, can you can you share with us a few of the sponsors that helps take care of Eva? So that a lot of your riders can, you know, have protection on the trails or, you know, bike parts or bikes or whatever you, whatever you have.
2: So, uh, one of our main sponsors was growler, uh, any given time before I had the e-bike, you would guys, these <laughs> guys would see me, uh, on my fat bike, uh, the com- <laughs> company called growler out of New York, um, sells fat bikes. And, uh, I was the first one to bring it to the West coast. And everybody is like, what the hell is a growler? And what the hell is a fat bike doing in Southern California? Mind <laughs> you, it's a hard tail too, but it's full carbon. So, wow. but when they see me ripping downhill, they're like, oh, okay, we get it. So, obstacles they're avoiding, I'm just plowing straight through. So, uh, benefits to them, uh, growler was our first sponsor. And then we had 790p hook up with us, uh, 661. Who else? Uh, Sun Tour uh forks and then um recently well we had bell hamlets bell hemlets from the get-go and then we had uh we have five major ones but i think we have like 25 sponsors uh all together and i'm just there's too many of them to say but those are the five main sponsors that uh um it's been following us for the longest time then uh some some people who are sponsored previously they have to do their reapply for the next year these guys all i do is send an email hey are we good for the following year yeah you're good don't reapply so this has been like five six years continually supporting us um so i'm greatly appreciated and growler even had uh, made our first charity bike um Hmm. so we have an official line with uh that bike company which is uh i think the past three years more and more people have been bringing uh fat bikes out this way and then started making a gravel bike. I have my orange gravel bike right there. Nobody's seen me on it yet.
1: <sighs> no. <Yeah.
2: laughs> Not yet. Where is it? Where is it behind you? Is
0: it the one hanging on the orange wall, the one. orange one right there?
2: So nice. uh, yeah, they just started making gravel bikes and I've got like five guys in California already riding the gravel and they love it. I love it too when I get the time, but yeah, you, they, none of these guys have seen me on the gravel bike yet. <laughs> probably,
1: <laughs> probably won't. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're they're, our, they're they're one of our biggest sponsors, and I appreciate them uh, helping us out.
0: That's wonderful. And and what do they? So they do obviously their bike company, but you mentioned um, Rhino Six Six One. What was the other one?
2: Uh, Rhino Power 661, 7 IDP 7- Tag Metal. Yeah. Tag Meadows MTV and Suntour and 510.
0: Oh, the shoes, 510, yeah. the shoes. Yeah, 510 Holy, shoes. holy cow. You guys are covered head to toe.
2: Yeah. With all our sponsors, you can build you a full bike. Yeah. Man,
0: yeah. that is amazing. And yeah. And what what was Suntour. the one that for the forks? You said there was one for forks.
2: Suntour. Suntour. Yeah.
0: Suntour. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, thank you to all those sponsors for supporting Jacob. Um, Looks like and Rad jerseys. Dirt Turner says.
2: <laughs> he also got, adds
0: in there and a few shirts.
2: We got we got a throwback jersey from uh, the movie Rad uh, for all those old timers that's uh, been placed. So these guys are about to get their jerseys here in the next week. That's that's great. Now
0: is e, is Eva is Eva is it a five hundred one um, C three or a nonprofit it, it or is, anything like is, that?
2: It is not. I didn't want to step into that realm of um, having to mess with logistics and numbers. Not a numbers guy, and I sure as hell don't want to get freaking audited by the uh, IRS. Yeah. But um, given the fact that like we have so many sponsors, and um, like I said, I had a different charity organization before beforehand, um, and I kind of learned the marketing trade where it's the benefits are pretty much the same if I either went 501C or did not. And with all the sponsors we have, it's just kind of redundant because most of the companies out there. Um, they want you to have 501c, so you know they can get a kickback at the end of the year. Mm. But as it stands, like there is no other benefit uh, besides you know being able to support us and get the name out. Like I said, we have big name companies that support our organization, and I let them know straight up on our initial proposal: we are not a 501c. We're a veteran organization out of San Diego, and we're just looking for you know assistance in purchasing. Um, you know, uh, gear or anything from your company. We're not asking for anything free. We're not asking for money, just a little bit of help. So we can get our, our vets and our uh, active duty guys, um, a little break on buying, buying stuff. Six that's years cool. later, our, uh, our sponsors grow, it grew. And I think we started off with like four and now I think we have way more than 25 sponsors. So, wow. Wow.
0: That's incredible that's incredible i know after the last um crash isaiah you your helmet was pretty much on on the way out and you were able to yeah. to as an active veteran or as an active duty um get a bit of a hookup there on a new helmet right
1: yeah um i got the 7 P um fiberglass helmet and new knee pads and elbow pads i figured it's time for a new helmet since i whiplashed into the ground And then, uh, since I don't have any matching ones, so I need something to protect me.
0: That's (laughs) awesome. That's great. And and with all the visibility that you're getting on, on YouTube with trail dogs, and when you go on rides with Eva, um, you know, those companies are definitely being on screen quite a bit while they're protecting and supporting an an awesome organization. So it's a great win-win, um, we have something here that says I wasn't sure I was gonna put this up, but might as well. Yeah. I have a yeah. <laughs> Louise says I have a picture of Jacob in his
2: skin suit. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah!
2: Because you know, I have a lot of masks. I have a lot of masks. So any any <laughs> uh, anything that helped me cut through the wind like butter, well, will, you know I gotta do it. Yeah, I, I, when I rode bike, I, you know I was I was one of those guys who put the skin suit on. Uh, you know. It worked. Uh, modern modern right design. behind
0: me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> On the follow cam. <laughs> uh-huh, right? uh, modern design, aerodynamic. I love it. <laughs> Trail dog says, prove it, Luis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, make sure to put up all your sites for others to follow to include for sites to counseling. So mm-hmm. yeah, th- this is a good point. Let's um, let's talk a little bit about this. I know we're having, we're having fun. It's definitely, you know, part of the mountain bike community. This is always healing, laughter, camaraderie community. Uh, but if you were to, you know, meet somebody or say there was, say you go back six years or eight years to where you were, um, what would you, what are some of the things that you would look for to seek for help and what kind of places would you go to say you didn't even want it to make it a public thing. Nowadays, there's so much, um, virtual stuff. You could probably get like a nice one-on-one like you're talking about, Jacob, pretty discreetly and, and get help. But, um, what, what would you guys do?
1: Well, um, go ahead. <laughs> J- uh, Isaiah, right. why don't I want to take don't. it. Bro. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I would say I've had a couple Marines that I've actually um, pushed uh, for counseling. Um, and the one main source, while they have to wait, because they have to get a referral and everything like that, um, but while they wait, they can get five free um, counseling sessions with Military One Source for free. Mm. Okay. Um, and so I usually push them down that road to at least, they can't give a diagnosis, but they can at least uh, have that counseling session, um, until you do get a diagnosis. And I would say one of the biggest things, cause I've had, um, Marines commit suicide, um, to include like some, some Marines that I worked with and just, uh, close friends as well. So, um, one of the things is like, if, if you're, you're feeling off or like you're, you for any reason, think like this isn't me. Um, I would just like, go and and get better coping skills. Like that's the biggest thing is is coping skills. And um, so that military one source is at least a bridge until you get the actual psychologist in there and maybe psychiatrist if you need it. Um, So for my Marines, I know I've I've given that um, that opportunity to them to be like, hey, you know, this is a good source is military one source as well as, um, going to, cause I know Navy medical, um, you can go ask for a disengaged referral, which makes you go out in town. So the military technically isn't going to get any of the diagnosis until you give it to them.
0: Mm, gotcha. So in military one, if they're active duty, does it, is it only for active duty or could it be for retired veterans?
1: I, I, I actually don't know on that one.
2: Um, okay. maybe I, can, I can answer on uh, on that one.
0: Yeah, um, go ahead, Jake.
2: So for the veteran guys or the retirees, it's um the VA will not say no to you if you come in to the emergency department. Um, if it's an emergency or even if you just don't feel right, they can go straight to the VA, check themselves in the emergency department, and you can talk to a therapist then and there um if it's addicts ex- if it's at its worst um the va also has a suicide prevention hotline um it mm. doesn't mean you're going to commit suicide but they have the options on that that number for you to actually talk to somebody and get referred within 24 hours to uh, see somebody um, if you can wait you can always walk in or they can always walk into the va and see a va uh therapist at, in a the psychiatric department. Just to get started, just to get, um, so they get to know, have a record on you, um, and so they can find a way to treat you. So, mm. where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, you're not going to, especially for us veterans, you're not going to have no information that you're just going to be lost in the sauce. There's always going to be information. And that's um, some of the best information I could tell you is just go straight to the VA website, va.gov, um, mm-hmm. and their face page is going to, or the face page on the website, they're going to have, um, a section for ptsd a uh, hotline so um oh, and wow. they've red the le- uh, numbers and letters so you can actually call them so i mean okay. if they if need be i mean even if it's worst case scenario where you have no phone or not have phone but you can't get a hold of anybody you can't go to the va um i've had a couple people dial straight up 911 and f- oh. tell, tell the police officers you don't feel right um and it just goes from there, um, they'll check you into a psychiatric unit where you can actually talk to a therapist and okay. then, um, yeah, there's, but there's a world, there's a way.
1: There's yeah,
0: no, that's great. There's definitely a lot of resources out there. And I think I saw one too, was, uh, something like www.ptsd.va.gov yeah. perhaps, um, and and doing something like that, that's not going to, if you're, if you're active duty, that doesn't affect your career in the military, right? It's just part of your benefits to go get checked yeah, out. I,
1: yeah. I, I just want to speak on that too, because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, if I have PTSD, they're going to kick me out. And um, that was before I reenlisted. So I was like, well, this is going to affect my reenlistment. I'm not going to be able to stand for the whole 20 years or whatever. They'll let me stand for, but um, I, I, Thought that for a long time. And I just wanted to add that as well. Nothing has changed at all. Um, The only thing that's changed is the benefits I've been able to have. Hmm. So, um, going to psychologists and psychiatrists, um, they gave me a year referral for free um, for both a psychiatrist, which is the the pills and Hmm. the uh, medicine, and then the psychologist, which is the counseling. And I had both of those and all the medicine that I got for free while active duty. Hmm. So, um, And the only stuff that's on my record is the stuff that, um, if you go out in town, of course, if you're going on base, it'll get in your record and they're not going to affect your your military um, career in any way. Um, And when you go out in town, you have to bring the paperwork into a, a medical officer to get it put into your system. Um, gotcha. if not, the only things that will be in there is the medicine, because they have to be tracking what medicine you're on for your analysis, like the piss test.
0: <laughs> Got it. Got it. No, that's great information, you guys. <clears throat> and then as far as doing that, I mean, once you went to seek professional help, I mean, no big deal, right? It, it wasn't that crazy stigma that people, for whatever reason, may not want to seek help. It was just kind of just one of those things you just go do.
2: Yeah. It, it, from- me from actually going to the VA, I mean when it first started I thought that I was the only one it would be weird for somebody of you know like me to just go into a hospital and be like, hey, I'm not feeling okay. Um, something's not right. but then you notice you know there's other veterans there um, for the same reason and then you know a lot of times you you catch, you catch a talk with them and you know they've been in the same shit or different shit um, but they're all there for the same reason. So it's nothing embarrassing to be be checked in for your health. That's what it Mm -hmm. is. I mean, like I said, worst case scenario, you don't talk to anybody, Um, you're by yourself and you don't get that treatment. And then, you know, you do something that can end your life. And that's not what we're, that's not what we wanna do. Um, Right. People who have something to look forward to um, is living, you know, and, If you want to make a better for yourself and your especially if you have family, close family, I'm married with three kids and two dogs and I'm not selfish like that because I don't want to leave my wife in grieving and leave my kids because of me not being able to find the outlet to for treatment. So mm-hmm. go over to the VA, get that treatment that you need, um, even active duty guys, go where, go to the hospital and get that treatment. Uh, it's there for a reason um, to help you. Um, the longer you go, I would say it gets better, but every person is different. It could be a lifetime of just learning or it can, it can be quick and done, you know, but yeah, you don't know until you actually go.
0: And preach it. That's really, it's really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so many resources and it's there and these professionals, that's what they, you know, have gone to school for. That's what they've trained for. Um, for the moment that you either pick up the phone or the moment you walk in. Um, that's, that's excellent. You guys, a couple more, um, comments here, uh, control Dog get some sponsor hookup <laughs> <Eddie laughs> <Bernardo> says, <laughs> well, we have, we
1: have one through, uh, uh, myself, um, but yeah, just a small sponsor that I got through, uh, one of their open sponsorships that they
2: had. A year ago, but <laughs> and, and Trail Dog just needs to reach out to somebody. Yeah, I, I <laughs> know. <laughs> you know, that, that, you know not, go, I'm not selfish. I'm like, uh-uh. Just because you don't ride with us every weekend, I'm not going to
1: hook you up. <laughs> on, man, man. <laughs> I'm not a like that. Jeez. <laughs>
0: Uh look at that Edwin. There you go. You guys got the pass through into some great sponsorships there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Um and what do you want to say the sponsor that you're able to to get for the group? Isaiah oh. or is that that not official yet?
1: Um Royal uh, sorry, Royal Racing.
0: Royal Racing. Okay. What is it that they do? That sounds like it's a cool name.
1: Uh they're an apparel um
2: company. Uh European apparel company
0: nice they're, royal racing
2: they're actually, i i believe i'm about 99 sure they're the same uh it's the sister company of seven idp and tag metals
0: oh dang
2: yeah so you whatever code they gave you you can use on their website too
0: that's good to oh. know <laughs> oh dang there you go man yep. the sponsorships expanding on the podcast as we speak there we go <laughs> <laughs> Haley Bernstein yeah. says, Yeah, those military paychecks appreciate all the work you've done to have such a great uh, list of monsters. That, that's <laughs> awesome. Trail yeah, Dogs. I
1: how much that yeah. cost. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Trail Dogs. Aaron says, I didn't hit my head. This must have been referring to the video. Edwin with the yeah. long Isaiah on there. Uh, bullseye Fowl says, I don't know if that's a good thing, Luis. <laughs> Is, I. They're going back to the old skin suit right there. Not.
2: Luis yeah. wears Lycra, uh, was it Lycros? Is that what it's called? Lycra. Lycra. Yeah, Lycra. <laughs> and we've Dirt trainer every time wearing Lycras. How you amount mountain there and wear Lycra the whole damn time?
0: Oh, I, I got it. <laughs> Dirt trainer says Jacob needs as much aerodynamics and his apple physique can offer. <laughs>
1: Worked very hard on it,
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how'd you do that, Isaiah? Here you are. You punched it in. Here's the number. The <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's, wow, multitasking. Here we go. This is the 1-800 number for the Suicide Prevention Hotline that the boys just mentioned a little bit ago. If you are um, wanting to call, this number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five one eight hundred two seven three. 273 273 8255. And that could be um, a step in the right direction for you. So uh, no shame on it. It's totally free. It's right there for you. Um, Eric, Elec- elect double thumbs up. Trail dogs, we have to break the stigmatisms of mental health. You're not alone. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Like you said, Jacob, when you walked in, you realize, you know, you're not the only one. And, and I think anxiety and depression if I'm not mistaken, I think it affects one out of every four Americans even. So, you know, it's hard when you first go through something like that, you feel like you're alone, but you're you're not alone and there's a lot of good resources for you. Uh, Dirt Turner says, my wife coming to a specific program with me was a profound strength in our marriage, making our bonds stronger. Wow. That's very cool.
2: And that, and thanks uh, Dirt Turner for pointing that out. The VA does have um, marriage counseling, as well, so I mean, I got done with my marriage counseling about three months ago, and it was beneficial because um, it highlights a lot of the uh, problems that you and your spouse may um, may run into. Um, a lot of military guys that have PTSD we're knuckleheads. We you know we don't think the same as our spouse, and anything that affects them doesn't affect us, and we can brush it off like nothing and just forget it. Um, but it does help if you need marriage counseling, they, they will help you, um, whether or not you have PTSD or not, they have the program there because it's there for a reason.
0: Mm, That's wonderful. That's great. I
1: I didn't realize PTSD, like, um, my wife and I went to marriage counseling as well. And it's helped uh, thus far of like knowing how to navigate a marriage with PTSD as well you saying like we're knuckleheads and we we don't really um we can go numb to a lot of stuff um and not really have those feelings if we don't want them um yeah. because we learn how to do that with ptsd and anxiety so that we can it sort of leaks into other things um into other feelings and other scenarios in, in life and marriage so um getting that help has helped a lot in in marriage and, and self-reflection as well
0: God, I can only imagine that's got to be a huge one, especially since, you know, the wives probably want to be there to help, but they weren't there when it all started happening. So it's hard to bring them on the same page, you know, with where you guys were. Um, Haley says, that's amazing. Dirk Truner, we should always seek to normalize counseling and aid to strengthen our marriages. That's perfectly said. Perfectly said. Well, guys, we are up to the time limit right now, but, um, I wanted to thank you guys for being on here. Thank you guys both for being vulnerable about your experiences, um, your journey with PTSD and helping normalize and break the stigma so that others who may come down that same trail can, can make the right turns and, and seek some help and, um, you know, get on the right path. Is there anything you guys wanted to add to what we've said tonight, uh, that may help somebody out in the future?
1: Yeah, come hit the trail with
2: us. (laughs) Love that. Love that. And uh, my Facebook page, Expeditionary Veterans Association, has a lot of information. There's a link on there to our website. And our website does have um, a PDF version of um, pretty much all the contact information you may need, uh, whether it be PTSD or just uh, general treatment, overall treatment. There's a list on there. So or you can hit me and uh, Isaiah up on social media and I'm pretty sure we can get you guys the information um, that you require that you're going to need.
0: That's awesome. And you guys, before we go, what, where can they reach you on your social media? Isaiah, where could they reach you?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, my personal one is Mr. Bernstein on social media, but uh, our, our riding group is trail dogs MTV. um, And that's on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, if you type in trail dogs MTV, you're probably going to get a couple of uh, random dog videos, but then you will get us eventually.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And then, Jacob, where can folks find you on your social media platforms?
2: So, uh, Facebook is Expeditionary Veterans Association, and then Instagram is EVA MTV for PTSD. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. I'll, I'll put those in the show notes and, um, you guys, thank you again. Um, thank you. thank you very much for all of your service. Really appreciate it. Happy veterans day early. You guys are, you guys are studs on the trail and off the trail. Thank you for being such uh, great stewards for PTSD and mountain biking and great leaders in that era. So thank you guys thank so you. much.
1: Yes, Jacob. Well. Yes, go for it, guys.
2: <laughs> we have a veteran's day ride. You don't have to be a veteran, but tomorrow we're going to Black Mountain uh to do an Enduro loop. It's like a nine mile, twelve hundred foot uh, uh climbing. But we'll be there at zero eight. If you have any questions, our our Facebook has all the information for that uh trail ride tomorrow. Nice
0: oh eight hundred. And then just at the parking lot, meet you at the parking lot.
2: There's a link that's behind the high school. It's on sun sun sunset or suns- I Damn, can't remember it. Give me <laughs> one. Yeah, so yeah. You you know, I
1: just to <laughs> birthday to all the Marines. Uh, it's 245 year birthday today for the Marine hey. Corps. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this year uh, the commandant pushed out that we're gonna. Have a cut cake uh, cutting ceremony, but we're not going to have a actual Marine Corps ball this year, so that was unfortunate. But we still got to celebrate our birthday, and uh, so have a birthday to all the Marines. Hoorah. Hoorah.
0: Hoorah. 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 love it, uh, it love and, it.
2: And yeah, Sun Devil, there you go, Sun yeah. Devil Way over in was it Poway, I think that's Poway or Rancho San area. I don't know, I don't know the area, but it's in Sun Devil Way. Best thing okay. is go to Facebook and it has the the link.
0: Okay. Go to the EVA Facebook page. You'll see the link to the Veterans Ride tomorrow, 0800 at the Sun Devil location. Those guys will be moving out and enjoying some laps on the trail there.
1: Probably.
0: (laughs) Yes. And look for the leader on the e bike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you guys again. I really appreciate you guys being on the show tonight. And uh, thank you for helping break down the stigma. If you're feeling off, if you're not feeling yourself, there's definitely um, avenues to seek and get help. And there's ways to do it where you can do it discreetly one-on-one or uh, other types of ways. So uh, these two gentlemen have gone through it. Many others will um, go through it. So you're not alone and there's nothing wrong with, with seeking professional help. You guys could be studs like these two boys right here. All right. That'll do it for the show, guys. Thanks so much for joining and we'll see you guys on the next one. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Isaiah Bernstein from the United States Marine Corps, as well as Jacob Cruz, formerly of the United States Army, and um, great information. There's a lot of things here that I didn't know about PTSD, but the main thing that I heard was um, really just breaking down the walls of getting help and how a professional along with activity via mountain biking or whatever it is that you like to do can really, really help out. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode, guys. This episode is powered by MyMotivationalTease.com. Again, MyMotivationalTease.com, the only place that carries the segment apparel. And remember, guys, when things get tough, always bet on yourself because all of your hard work will always pay off. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next show.